everybody. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for all that you have done and all that you're doing. Thank you, Lord God, for allowing those here and abroad to hear what thus says the Lord in these last and evil days, Lord God. God, I pray by your power and by your spirit, Lord God, that you would have your way even right now. Move me behind the cross as you speak, Lord. Speak to us, Lord God. Speak to our hearts, Lord. Speak to our minds, Father God. Speak to our spirits, Lord God. God, it seems like there's so much contention and anger in the land, Lord God. But Satan, Lord God, rebuke you right now. We come against the spirit of anger and frustration and, and being overzealous in the name of Jesus Christ that leads to anger in the name of Jesus. God, we pray that you will continue to have your way in our lives, Lord God. Let us continue, Lord Jesus, to find victory in our day, to see victory in our day, and <clears throat> overcome every obstacle and hindrance in the name of Jesus Christ. God, you said with the Spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. There is liberty, and we thank you for it right now. We thank you, Lord God. We call forth order to all confusion in the name of Jesus Christ. God, we speak life where life needs to be. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We speak light where light needs to be. Let there be light in the name of Jesus Christ. God, the Bible says, <clears throat> your word says that, darkness cannot comprehend light. Lord God, bring us into the light. You are our light, Lord God. You are the light of the world, Lord, but you are our light and salvation, God. Let us remember that, Lord God, even as we seek you, even as we seek your face, Lord God, fill us up with your goodness. He said, they that seek you, Lord Jesus, shall be filled. They that seek you, Lord God, shall be blessed. Oh God, you have called us the children of God. And God, we're going to continue to seek you all this day. In the name of Jesus Christ, we declare and decree hallelujah joy. We call forth joy. We command our joy and gladness to overtake any type of depression, any type of depression, any type of oppression, oppression or oppressive thoughts right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, God, we pray also, Lord God, for strong deliverance, Lord God from the thing that so easily beset us, God. God, it might not be sinful, but it might be holding us back, Lord God. God, we want to be totally free. We want to be totally whole. We want to be totally transformed into your your likeness, Lord God. So, God, we seek Forgive us, Lord, for the places where we have fallen, even right now. In Jesus' name, speak your word, Lord. That your logos, Lord God, yeah, God, let the let your logos, oh God, work in us, Lord God. Let your logos, Lord God, move upon us as we hear you, God. As we hear your word, Lord God, you said faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let your word, oh God, cause something, Lord God, to erupt in us, something good to erupt in us, Lord Jesus, and bubble over in the name of Jesus, something that says, I got to do better, something that says, I got to do more, something that says, there's something that I can do to let God know that I hear and I want to be obedient, I want to line up with what he is saying today, Lord, 
where our hearts are open, our spirits are open, and our minds are clear. Oh, God, let there be clarity of thought in the name of Jesus. Let there be joy. Let there be peace. Let there be love. Let there be tranquility. Let there be the strength to suffer long. Let there be patience. In the name of Jesus, let there be healing in us. Oh, my God. Let there be the strength of faith in us in our inner man. Hallelujah. Let there be the abounding love. Let there be the abounding joy in the name of Jesus Christ. God, we praise your name, Lord God. God, we we don't take it for granted, Lord God, that we have your presence. Forgive us, God, for when we miss the mark, oh God. Let us not miss the mark anymore, Lord. Let us continue, Lord God, to seek you, Lord God, while it's day in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord God, you said when night cometh, no man can work. Oh God, let us seek you, Lord God, and seek your face while you can be found, oh God. These are the last and evil days, Lord God, and we need you, Lord Jesus, like never before. We're tugging at your robe, Lord God. We're tugging at the train of your glory. Oh, Jesus, we need you. Fill us up, God. God, the thing that we meant to pray for, that we forgot to pray for, see our hearts. Please, you haven't forgotten even though our minds are finite, you haven't forgotten the gods. Throw that to your chest, at your feet. Throw every care at your feet in the name of Jesus. The thing that tries to hold our hearts and our emotions down, Lord God, we give that to you. Oh God, the thing that we keep talking to you about, the images, the images, the traumatic experiences, Lord God, the traumatic things that happen in our families, Lord God. Oh, God, handle it. We need your presence. We need your power. We need your strength, Lord. Touch right now, Lord God. Even in the midst of the of the seasons changing, Lord God, where it seems like our health, hallelujah, Lord Jesus, need a boost, Lord. God, you be our booster, Lord God. In the name of Jesus Christ, touch our hearts, Lord. Touch our respiratory, our upper and lower respiratory systems, our internal systems, Lord God, our internal organs, Lord God, our mind, our eyes, our souls, our spirits, our hands, our feet, every blood vessel in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh God, every blood vessel right now in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, touch right now, Lord God. We speak your healing, Lord God. We speak your deliverance, Lord God. In the name of Jesus Christ, touch every muscle, Lord God, every every main muscle and every smaller muscle. Oh God, every part of our bone and skeletal system, Lord God, and our marrow, Lord God, touch it right now. Touch our endocrine system, Lord God. Touch our our uh, our lower intestine and our main intestine, Lord God our large intestine, Lord God, and our small intestine, in the name of Jesus. Touch our reproductive organs, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Touch those, Lord God, hallelujah, Lord Jesus, that have growths, Lord God, and don't know where they've come from, whatever it is, Lord God. I pray and ask in the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, that you would remove it, Lord God. Hey, God, hallelujah. Burn it up, burn it up, burn it up by the power of the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost and fire. 
Let there be Holy Ghost inspired. Cleanse us again, Lord God. Cleanse us again, Lord. We need your cleansing power in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, God, if we're traveling, Lord God, we pray for traveling grace and mercies. Whether we're on a plane, a train, a car, boat, wherever we are, oh, God, touch right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, God, a truck in the name of Jesus Christ. A train touch right now, a bicycle, walking. God, we pray that you even touch the pets in our house, Lord God. I'm, t- I'm, I'm, I'm praying for everything. I pray for our jobs, Lord God, and our bosses, Lord God. God, I pray in the name of Jesus for our, possess- our possessions and the things that you have placed in our hands, Lord God, and our finances right now in the name of Jesus Christ. The thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. But you have come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Let there be a double shine Yeah, God. The abundance that John 10 and 10 speaks about. God, we thank you. We bless you because you are our shepherd. You are in control. You are the one, hallelujah, that sits on the circle of the earth, as Isaiah has explained already. We thank you. We bless your name right now. Touch. Bless this word in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to another segment of Prayer Creativity. The word of the Lord says, For who has known or understood the mind of Christ, but we do hold his thoughts in his heart? For who has known or understood the mind of Christ, the mind of God, <coughs> so as to guide, <coughs> excuse me, or instruct him? However, we do hold his thoughts in our heart. I wanted to just kind of take a few moments to speak about more creative ways to pray. Um, Sometimes my wife and I, we might not always have the words to say when we pray. So what we do as a family sometimes, most of the times on Sundays on our way to church, is we do breathing exercises before we pray. And then we think about what we want to say before we say it. Or what my son does, he actually just thinks about the points that he would want to say, like a bullet point. And he'll just go down a list. And sometimes it's not even enough words that we can explain to God in that particular instance because of the shock of what just happened. So sometimes we might not even have the words. And maybe you're in that particular situation where you don't know what to say or have the words to say. Well, the word, this particular scripture is saying that he knows our thoughts. He knows our thoughts and he knows what you want. He knows your next thought before you know your next thought. He knows what you're trying to say. You know, like a baby that can't speak, we can understand their cry. Sometimes as parents, we understand the I'm hungry cry or I'm in distress cry. God knows the groanings and the moanings of our soul because 
he knows us and he created us. So a lot of times we might not even know what to say. So like sometimes I just sit and meditate. You know, I'll think about, you know, what's on my mind, like the thing that I keep thinking about that's really heavy on my mind. And I'll just say, Jesus, I'll just utter the words, Jesus, fix it, or Jesus, touch, in the name, in your name, amen. And that will be the prayer. See how simple that is? It's not, it's not, the prayer is not always in, I pray my pastor say this so many times, it's not always in the words that you say, but it's in the genuineness and the sincerity that comes from your heart. You're sincere and you're directing your attention. Prayer is when you direct your all all of your attention to God, to the one who can do something about it. Some say he's, um, uh, the, they call him the creator. He's not just creator, God. He's, he's everything, and he's everywhere, and he knows everyone. Like we said before, he is all-powerful. And um, meaning omnipotent, and he's all-knowing, meaning omniscient, and he's um, omnipresent. He's everywhere. The Bible says that he's a very present help in the time of trouble. He's uh, he the very when it says very present help, that means his help is assured. You're going to get an answer when you speak to God. He's not going to turn a deaf ear, or he's not always going to say, well, I don't know. He always knows. You know, <laughs> like my daughter, she watched this show called Miss Rachel. Um, shout out to uh, Miss Rachel and friends. And <laughs> there's a segment where they go over different expressions to say. And one of the, one of the expressions that they're teaching kids um, that's around my daughter's age or younger or older, a little older, like a toddler, they're, they're teaching them how to use words to express. So sometimes she'll say, yes, and then she'll shake her head like, yes, you know, as far as there's certain situations. Or she'll say, um, I don't know, like if somebody asks a simple question like, what is today? Where are your parents? And then she'll say, I don't know. And she's basically helping kids to utter what's on their hearts, what they're trying to say. And a lot of times we don't know, but the Spirit of the Lord knows. Holy Spirit will help you reach God through prayer. Okay? That's why it's important to get to know the Lord and to ask Him for the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. When you come to him, you place yourself in line to receive the blessing and the gift of Holy Spirit. His Spirit, God's Spirit, enters within you, but now you're asking him to to be full in you, to, to grow in you to the point where you have the evidence of speaking in tongues. You're asking God to charge you up, to fill you up to the point where you have power to go throughout the four corners of the world, according to Acts uh, 1, chapter 1 and 8. 
prayer creativity. This is prayer of creativity is birthed through the incubator of the Holy Spirit, through the incubation process of the Holy Spirit. What I mean by that? What I mean by what I mean is the creative ideas that Holy Spirit births through you, because these are just templates from my experience with the warfare that I've faced in my own life over the past 20 years, 20 plus years. But there are there are places in in in, in Christ that Holy Spirit can sh- can take you and show you, because the Bible says that He teach all things and He'll show you how to personally make make your prayers so authentic to the point where it's like they are just yours and God's. They have your DNA. You know, I'm sharing my prayer DNA with you wherever you are in the world, but you have your prayer DNA, meaning you have your prayer fingerprint, you have your voice, you have a heart, and you have feelings too. And God knows the very, the specific the specific cry or emotion that you utter to him. It's very important to know that. Your identity is beyond your physical nature, just uh, what can be seen. You have feelings that cannot be seen. And that's the struggle sometimes because as human beings, we are so terrestrial, meaning we're so earthly that we can't feel others what they're feeling. But God says that he can be empathetic to all of your feelings, and there's not one feeling that he does has not been tempted of when he was here in the world, when he was here on the earth and, 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 and among us in human form. He was. He, the Bible says that he was tempted uh, at all points. <clears throat> so he knows what it is to be on ten in anger. He knows what it is to be on ten in sexual temptation. And but he. But the thing about it was he did not allow his uh, flesh to rule him. Okay. He knew his assignment. Jesus Christ knew his assignment, and he always prayed, he always spoke to the Father, God the Father, okay, and while he was here, he got things done, amen, that's all I got for you, but think about this real quick, I just want to impress it upon you one more time before I I finish this part of prayer creativity, you can literally think your prayers, you shall love the Lord with all your heart, which is part of your mind, this is with all your mind, with all of your soul. Heart, mind, soul, they're all connected to your emotions, but they're all connected to your thoughts. Oh, my God. And with all your body. When you have the balance of your heart and your mind and your soul on one accord, I'm getting excited. Thank you, Jesus. Then your body, your bodily, your body will be awakened to the instincts of heaven. Thank you, Lord and the things that you wanted to do in the earth when it comes to the carnal side, the terrestrial side of you, will simmer down, I'll say it like that, will decrease as the instincts in the inner man rise up. Your spirit man rise up from 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 Holy Spirit 
in their in its wants through communion, connectivity, through prayer and communicating to God. You can think your way out. That's why when you hear uh, sometimes a pastor or a preacher will say, you got to first bring your mind out. You got to bring your mind, heart, and soul out. Sometimes it takes more than just what we call willpower. It takes our mind being directed, our mind, heart, and soul being directed to the absolute source in heaven, that being God, the Father, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit. He, these are our ministers who are ready. Thank you, Jesus. Our, our, the, our ministers in the Spirit who are ready to make sure that we become the best of who God has created us to be. Prayer creativity. I pray that I said something today that will prick your understanding, that will get you up and, and, and light a new fire for prayer under you. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that God will bless you and show you who you are, you mighty warrior of God. In the name of Jesus, it is so. Amen. God bless. Love you. Speak to you soon. Be creative. Everybody, Jamal here. Welcome to another segment of Pathway Evangelistic Ministries where we are speaking about prayer, creativity, and being creative in prayer. I want to speak on this particular part about train of thought. And I want to just help someone unclog their mind by just asking a few questions in this particular portion. What is on your mind today? What has captivated your mind that you keep thinking about it today? These are rhetorical questions that you can look to yourself, look to God, and as I ask these questions, you could probably either even um, annotate them or write them down, whatever the case may be. But what has your mind captivated? What are you thinking about? What are you thinking of? Where are you thinking about going? Is it going to be beneficial if you go that way? Is that next thought edifying your 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 carnal man or your spirit man? Your carnal man that leads to death. According to Romans chapter 8, or your spirit man that leads to everlasting life? Are they healthy thoughts? Did, did someone offend you today and you want to retaliate? Did someone aggravate you today? Or were you traumatized you don't know what to say? you don't know where to turn? Where your response is just, I don't know, 
don't know where I am. Maybe you're asking yourself, who am I? Just helping you to, again, turn your thoughts over in your mind for a second. Turn your thoughts over in your mind for a second. Now take a moment and breathe in. Now breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. stopping you from entering into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise? What is stopping you from saying, thank you, Lord? Thank you, Lord, for this. Thank you, Lord, for that. What is stopping you from having happy thoughts? If you're saying nothing, then let your happy thoughts rise up now. Let those thoughts those thoughts, those happy thoughts rise up now in the name of Jesus. Let there be bright thoughts. <sighs> See yourself beside calm waters, beside the calmest pond, the calmest river. See yourself Sun, bathing in the sun for a second, helping you to bring some light within your mind, within the dark places of your mind, helping you to create an oasis within your soul, a place of rest, a place of life. What is the thought or your train of thought that you keep bringing up to yourself saying, if I only had this, then I would be happy. God said you are happy right now. He can make you happy now. You can ask him for contentment right now before he does it. Did he approve of what you're believing for? Is it scriptural? He won't breathe in and out. Breathe in. 
in the blue skies. Joy, blue sky. See yourself laying down in a stream of green grass. The healthy grass. The grass is so healthy that you don't even need a blanket to lay down on it. You have no allergies, nothing that's going to make you sneeze, no pollen, just fresh air all around you. There's a cool breeze that's helping you to relax. And then the sun seems like it's just kissing your face. Welcome to a place of relaxation in your mental and your spiritual now and your natural. At this point, you can start off your prayer just by saying, Lord, I thank you for the brightness my thoughts right now, and then just ask him to help you in your train of thought, uh, as you relax, he might say to you, at this moment, don't even think he might say to you at this moment just breathe in breathe out guess what we're doing without even any words we're praying this is still considered praying that the words of my mouth the meditation of my heart be accepted thy sight, O Lord. You're asking God to read your heart, to read your emotion. Before even opening your mouth, before even conceiving another thought, you're asking Him to fill you up with His goodness. Fill you up with His joy, contentment. Reminding you how good he is of the good things in your life. God bless you. This has been another segment of prayer and creativity. Welcome to Pedal Evangelistic Ministries. We are in an awesome series called Prayer Creativity, and today we're going to speak about journals, prayer journals, journaling your prayers, journaling scriptures. Um, <clears throat> it's important to note that when you write things down, 
it's registered in your brain as well. Um, you're doing a few things all at once. Sometimes you're when you are recording scripture, you are looking at the scripture with your eyes. That's one way to record. And then you're writing it down with your hand. That's another way to record. <clears throat> and then when you're thinking about what you want to write, it's kind of a not it's, it can kind of be like a mirror, a mirroring effect where you're looking at yourself in the mirror. As a matter of fact, the word of the Lord says that when you view yourself, when you when you forget what the Lord has said through scripture, it's like being a man that forgets his own or woman that forgets his own image in the mirror. So you can see the how important scripture and memorizing scripture can be or knowing what the Lord has said in confidence can be, especially when you're praying. Um, I have a, I have a prayer journal. Uh, prayer journals usually don't cost more than $5. Sometimes, I mean, if you want to get really fancy, maybe $10. And it's a really awesome way to really express yourself towards the Lord. Um, like I said in the in the, the previous uh, few few uh, segments of this particular series, it can be rather difficult sometimes when you're trying to express how what you want to say to the Lord. Now, some of you, excuse me, I'm sorry, <laughs> having a burping attack. <laughs> but no, um, some of you might be called to ministry through working in the prophetic. If that is true for you, I strongly suggest that you have a prayer journal of a sort because a lot of times God can use you through visions and dreams and as you record them you can ask God to help you understand what is what he's trying to say to you know what he's trying to say to you and asking him what you need to do to apply what he's trying to convey to you through the dream or vision. A lot of times when God uses a dream or vision, he's trying to use you to be like a covert operative or a secret agent. A lot of times he doesn't want you to speak it until it's time. In the book of Habakkuk chapter 2, it speaks about a watchman and how the watchman's job is to stand in in a certain particular place, maybe he's you know uh, he's a, some type of warrior that has a weapon of choice like a bow and arrow where he can stand upon a high place and see if the enemy's trying to come against the country or town or um, or castle and he can use his bow and arrow or whatever type of weapon, kind of like a sniper weapon of the sort, to attack or send a warning shot of the sword. And for him to do that, he has to be in, a, in a, a, a long, narrow tower or a long, uh, a tall, rather, narrow tower or a tall, uh, narrow hill. And for him to do that, he has to be able to see more than someone that can see that's blocked by some type of 
barricade or wall or stronghold that's only about uh, 20 feet. This particular tower that I'm talking about or type of um, plateau that I'm talking about where though someone that's a watchman, they can, they can stand at one place or, or, or wherever they need to and they can, and they can literally stand in that tall tower probably at least 70 to 80 to 100 feet and look down. You know, it has to be a high place where they can look down and see what's going on or they can able they be they they're able to see beyond the 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 um the horizon where they can see oncoming or impeding danger or someone that's trying to attack or they can kind of be like security where they can see who's coming in the gate and who's leaving the gate or the or whatever the case may have been uh the book of nehemiah um it's a really good illustration about how many gates there are and who was standing at the gate and guarding each gate. They had the dung gate, the uh, the water gate, the fish gate. They had all types of gates. I believe it was like 12 or 13 of them. I forget the number, but they were multiple and, and they, they were guarded. But this particular watchman, he's able to watch and record what he sees at a high place at a higher level than everyone else. So as he looks ahead of the horizon and he's able to maybe even discern the weather as far as what type of clouds are forming, uh, what the sky looks like or what, is, what the, the sky seems, seems like it's about to do or trying to do, kind of like uh, the prophet Isaiah where he... He uh, said that I see a hand, uh, that cloud that looks like a hand. Um, and, and, and after the drought that they had, the three-year drought that they had, he, he was he was able to see a cloud the size of a hand. And he said he, he was able to see that it expanded into a greater cloud, and, and and it began to rain. And so, a watch. This is this is really really powerful to think about. In the book of Abaka, uh, the watchman, or I'm, I'm just going to call him, you know, uh, a, a recording watchman. Um, he's recording what his his job is, but it's almost like he he takes it into uh, the spiritual, and he says, "I will stand upon my watch and see what the Lord has to say to me," and then. As he goes through the succession of um, what he's going to do, he goes down to a very important part where he says, I will see what the Lord has to say. But later on he says, um, I will write the vision and I will make it plain so that they that run well won't lose strength. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but they will continue to run. He was basically saying, for those that cannot see what I'm seeing and hearing, um, because he could probably hear different sounds at a higher level as well, maybe carriages coming in with horsemen and all that type of stuff. And, and, and so what he's saying is he's not just a watchman in the natural, but he's a watchman 
in the spiritual. And what he's saying is, I'm going to stand where God has appointed me to stand, and I'm going to record and see what the Lord has to say to me for the vision that he has given me um, and the instruction that he has given me. It's for a set time. And so a lot of times as prophets and those that are called to prophecy, what God what God say to us or will say to you, it's for a set time. The time could be soon or it could be later. And so it's important to know the seasons and the time. When you're a true prophet, God will speak to you. And a lot of times it might seem like riddles, kind of like how Jesus spoke in riddles to the people and the disciples. But, but when he became a little bit more personal with his group that he was going to launch out after he, after he died, he started to unpeel the riddles and speak plainly to them to the point where they still wasn't getting it when he said, in a little while you won't see me. And they were, it was just like, what you mean? He was like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to die. Like he, he was preparing them. And so when you think of it like that, God you will use the riddle or the strategy of vision um, and time and, and space <laughs> because and distance because sometimes what you might see could be for someone else or you coming into agreement with someone that you don't even know. Like, uh, like um, who was it? I believe it was Corn, uh, Cornelius that needed to be baptized, and I believe it was Peter that had a dream and, um, of, of, of uh, helping Cornelius be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ because he was not a Jew. He was a a, a Gentile, and and his family, um, I believe it's in the Book of Acts. Uh, his family got saved as well. Um, but what I'm saying is, it was for a set time. God told him what to do, and he did it. You know, as God unpeeled the vision, because in the vision, what he saw was <clears throat> a napkin look. Uh, uh, a blanket probably the color of a napkin and what was unfolding were animals of the such. Usually, um some theologians might argue the fact that they were they were sacrificial um animals that was was used in the old testament to get rid of sin because Peter was still thinking of the old mindset where he was just like, Oh wow, these animals we don't eat, they're unclean and God in the vision said, Do not call what is clean to me unclean he was basically saying hey the old way of doing things has been done away with because of jesus christ and now that i've given you the vision follow my instructions so i didn't really mean to go this deep into this but this is good for those that might be having dreams and visions and whatever don't understand it but write it down and make it plain as plain or as less deep as you can make it because and, and also date it and write down the time that you had it 
write at the t- write down the time that you had the dream or vision, and also write down the time that you recorded it, <clears throat> and 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 uh, write down the day and everything like that, because a lot of times God also deals with numbers. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but the Bible is just as numerical as alphabetical. And that's all I'm going to say right now. There's something called gematria um, embedded within the Word of God, um, which is the study of numbers. Not not just the book numbers. I'm talking about the the, the study of numbers within the Word of God. And, And some I've met just a few that know how to really break down these numbers in, in a prophetic type of way, that is a gift. Some of us might, some of you might have it, but it's just unrefined. Y'all might, some, some you know, God will use seasons, dates, and times to really bring that gift up, to really raise it up. And, and, and what you have to do is you have to write it down, write the vision down, and look for scripture that aligns itself with what you see or what you hear. Amen? And I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that God will bless you to be creative in, 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 in understanding and knowing and being wise about these gifts. They're, it's a revelation gift. Um, wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Who shall find These three things work in concert with the gift of Word knowledge, which, which means knowing something before someone else knows it and not understanding it yet. And then the word of wisdom, knowing something about something, if that makes sense, without really experiencing it. You have a word of wisdom without going through the actual experience. And this right here, preachers and teachers, is where the line can be drawn between experiential, what my past would call experiential knowledge, and divine knowledge, divine wisdom. Because I can say something that God has given me without going through it because it might not be for me. It could just be God telling me something for someone else and, and, and giving them instructions on how to get out of it. So all of these things... I would encourage you, and I pray that I'm not I'm not oversharing in this moment, that you're understanding what I'm saying in Jesus' name. For those, the Bible says that for those who have an ear to hear, let him hear. And and I pray that you would also understand and perceive what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you, as as I, I try my best to explain this. But it's important to have that journal if you are called to prophecy and revelation. And, and, and even prayer, because you might not have the gift of prophecy, but you might have um, other gifts that kind of, uh, that kind of, um, uh, how can I say this? That kind of seem seem a little. Well, God can kind of use you to be prophetic without having the gift of prophecy sometimes God will give you can give you a prophetic word. So I, I'm just gonna say, get a journal. <laughs> get a journal. And 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 also what I do in my journal is again, because I God has used me to give prophetic words and everything like that, I look for scripture to align 
what what he said to me or what I see. Joseph is a really good um he's really, really a good example of this. He was a dreamer but his dreams came to came true without him understanding that he, he had to experience some stuff. He had a word of knowledge first where God showed him everything but he didn't understand it to a degree. But then he had God used him for a word of wisdom when it came to uh to when he um had to, to speak to Pharaoh about his dreams. He had to speak to Pharaoh about his dreams. God it was like God shifted his gift from him just knowing to actually being an answer at that particular time and season. Then what he dreamed as a boy became true when he walked into his manhood. That's really good. I'm a, I'm a, I ain't going to preach that right now, but <laughs> that's really good. So right now you could be immature in the gift, but as you mature in the gift and develop in, in what God has called you to, it will become clear. So right here in Habakkuk, I believe this is this is what Habakkuk is, is saying. He's saying, I'm going to write it down for those that might not uh, be mature in the gift that I have so that you can still have the understanding Basically saying, I'm giving you, I'm giving you a cheat sheet without giving you a cheat sheet. These are basically, <laughs> like the Bible, basic instructions before leaving earth. But I'm giving it to you so that you won't lose hope when challenges come. <clears throat> so he said, I'm going to write it down. But when God gives you a vision, you do the same thing. Write it down. Make it plain so that others can be encouraged by what God does through you and, and to you in that particular moment when it's time. And he was basically saying that the vision is yet for a set time. In the end, it will speak and not lie. He was saying it it might tarry, though it tarries, though, though it seems like it's shifty, like shifting sand where it's a little blurry here and a little clear here but not clear here. He said all of that, all of those things when it's time, it's going to become clear like a puzzle that's out of place. Everything's going to fall in place. He, he's, he's saying it's going to be like the moon and the sun and the earth will align to what God has shown you at the right time. And that's, that's all I have for this particular subject <laughs> right now. But is this, isn't, this, this, isn't this powerful? I'm enjoying extracting this for you guys because I pray that God will help you to to have a fire to pray more and to really, you know, not be bored with your relationship with God. There's so many different uh, heights and depths in the Lord where we have yet to reach. I pray that I said something that's going to prick your understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. And stay tuned for more. Creativity. God bless. Speak to you soon. Love you. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is part two of uh, laying laying on of hands. Prayer creativity. Um, <clears throat> the recording shut off, but. Uh, let's go to First Timothy five and twenty two, where it says, "Do not lay hands upon anyone too hastily." 
and thereby share responsibility for the sins of others. Keep yourself free from sin. This particular verse is saying you got to know um, <clears throat> when to lay hands on someone. Um, and don't be so quick to lay hands on someone because it has to be from the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Or else you could run into different different difficulties you not be so quick um to also appoint anyone as an elder um i believe the holman bible speaks about that particular verse and do not share in the sins of others keep yourself pure basically you're saying don't be so quick to assign someone it has to be approved by the lord in the Amplified verse, it says, Do not hurry to lay hands on anyone ordaining and approving someone for ministry or an office in the church or in reinstating expelled offenders and thereby share in the sins of others. Keep yourself free from sin. You were saying basically know, know that it's God that's, that's approving this person or this assigned vessel, this clean chosen vessel for the work. They were saying to be approved, they have to be pure. And you have to know that they are pure or their sins could be mistaken as yours. Even if you're not doing anything, someone can say by association, they can say because he's with, he's with her or she's with her or he's with him, whatever the case may be. Like if you were... <laughs> I'm gonna try not to use the same analogy as my pastor, but it, like if you if you rob a bank and you go out here and rob a bank and 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 the person that robs his bank comes to your house with the money, they now put you in a bad spot because now you're here that's free from any of convictions. The, the police is probably nine times out of, out of ten going to come to your house, and now you got now you. Now, you have to explain to them that you weren't involved. And so God is saying this in this particular moment that don't be so quick to appoint and to anoint and to, uh, you know, um, pull oil on somebody's head if they're not worthy of it. Um, and I want to I want to go through this a little bit more hastily in Luke chapter four and forty. It says, while the sun was setting, all those who had any uh, who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him, Jesus. And laying his hands on each of them, he was healing them. So the laying on of hands is also uh, a strategy, uh, a stratagem from the Lord to bring about healing to someone's body and being spirit and mind and soul it's a tool to to guide them to the lord's operating table i'll say it like that it's <clears throat> it's a way of guiding someone on the right path of recovery the laying on of hands this bring who was not well into the realm of the well. I'll say it like that. 
is to bring those that were not healed to the realm of healing. Those that who were not whole to the realm of being whole. All because you took the time to lay hands and to pray. You are a very powerful young person. A very powerful person. Don't ever, ever forget that. Agreement comes with the laying on of hands as well. I want to go a little further with this. In 2 Timothy 1 and 6, it says, For this reason I remind you to kindle afresh the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Here we see another another um, reason for or, or uh, an exception for laying hands on someone the right way. Second Timothy 1 is to stir up the gifts. That's already, again, we were talking about the gifts of God uh, in, in the first um, segment of this. The gifts of God. And it says afresh to, to refresh it. So we see just like water needs to be refreshed and refined seven times before it goes through um, the faucet again from <laughs> from the, uh, I'll just say from the toilet. <laughs> water can go from the toilet through a refi- refre- re- refining and all the way back to being pure again. But it, but it, it takes a lot of heat. And God is saying, I can do that with your gifts. I can bring the heat of the Holy Spirit and burn off any impure thing that's trying to stop your gifts from manifesting the right way through the laying on a hand and refresh you in the name of Jesus Christ. And second, and, and Timothy is saying he, he can do that. He God can use him to do that. First Timothy 4 and 14 says, do not neglect the spiritual gift within you, which was bestowed. Remember, we spoke about the quickly about the bestowal, a bestowal meaning that that has been placed on you through the prophetic utterance with the laying on of hands by the ecclesia, the presbytery, by those that have been charged to do so. He was God is saying, don't neglect it. Like I said earlier, don't go home and just sit with your spiritual gift, but use it. Like right now, I'm using my spiritual gift of teaching and of preaching with power of the Holy Spirit. As I tell you these things, God is unfolding my delivery as far as how to give it to you. For the hearer, whoever is hearing, God has given me the gift to of deli- of delivery through the word and to rightly divide the word of truth. If I say anything out of pocket, like um, that goes against what the counsel of the Lord is saying in this moment, God can hold me accountable for that too. So it's important that we know that we have we have to know our gifts. We have to know that we cannot neglect them. We have to pay attention to them. We have to nurture them. Like right now, I'm nurturing and cultivating my gifts. And God will look at that and say, okay, he's ready for the next level and what I have next next for him. And I will, by my power, uh, lay hands on him and his gifts. And then I will confirm it through a willing vessel to do so. Amen. 
in Matthew 19 and 15, the Bible says, after laying his hands on them, he departed from there. Jesus laid hands on, on probably the sick. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going really, really quick. I'm sorry. In Acts 13 and 3, it says, then when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. The apostles, they prayed and fasted and laid hands on them and sent them away. Mark 6 and 5, and he could do no miracles there except that he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. The laying on of hands where Jesus laid hands on the sick and healed them with the power. And he had intention to do so. Just like Simon in a few verses back that I shared with you had the intention to buy money for the Holy Spirit. Jesus had the intention to heal. Your intentions have to be right to do a miracle as well. God knows your heart. This is a part of how God knows you. He knows what you're trying to accomplish. And in doing so, he will work with you through the laying on of hands in Jesus name. And one more in Luke 13 and 13 it says, and he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made erect again, whole and began glorifying God. You see how important it is for the laying on of hands. This is a part of prayer creativity. But you got to know when God is saying to do these things but you, that you don't operate out of pocket. I pray that I said something to bless you today. God bless you. This has been another segment of prayer creativity. God bless.
even right now in the name of Jesus Christ. God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for prayer creativity, Lord God, for giving us the creative mindset, Lord God, to know how to pray, to know how to turn our plate down, to know when it's time to, to talk to you in the name of Jesus, in the realm of the Spirit. God, you said the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous man avails much. And God, here we are talking to you again. Here we are standing in the midst of your presence. Here we are standing in the midst of your throne seeking you, Lord God. Here we are standing in the midst, hallelujah, Lord Jesus, of another hard place to believe in you again. Oh God, forgive us, Lord God, for every sin that we've committed, knowingly and unknowingly, Lord God. God, I pray that in this moment, Lord God, that you become bigger than our issues, bigger than what the enemy's trying to say to us, bigger than our circumstances, bigger than our financial uh, lack, bigger than our uh, mental lack, if there's, if there's a, a such, bigger Oh, God, we make you bigger than our challenge that's right before us. In the name of Jesus, we make you bigger, hallelujah, Lord Jesus, than our need for healing. God, you are the God of healing. You are the God who heals and delivers, Lord Jesus. And, God, in this moment, we thank you. God, we lift up our hearts, our minds, our spirit, and our bodies, and our souls just to say thank you. Hallelujah, Jesus. We praise your name, Lord Jesus. God, thank you for allowing us to be in a country, even right now, where we can freely worship in America, Lord God. Some countries that might be listening to this podcast are fighting for their lives, Lord God. And God, we pray that as they fight for their lives, Lord God, that you will be with them, that you will undergird them, that you will continue, Lord Jesus, to share your goodness in the land of the living, in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority over what the devil has been trying to do, what he has been trying to plant in the name of Jesus, in the minds and the hearts of us, your believers, and in the minds of those and hearts of those that might not know you right now, but, but plan to give their lives to you, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus Christ. God, destroy every yoke. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Destroy it, Lord God. Destroy the plans of the enemy in this hour, Lord God. Let there be a divine destruction of every ungodly alliance that's trying to plan against our forward movement in you and in our personal lives. And in the name of Jesus, touch everyone that's connected to us, whether our spouse, our children. Hallelujah, Jesus. Whether our children, oh God, get your hands off our children right now, devil, in the name of Jesus. You can't have them. In the name of Jesus Christ, that deep inner sorrow that he's trying to plant, it will not work. In the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, you said when two or three are gathered in your name, that you are in the midst, oh God, be in the midst right now. Be in the midst, oh God. Be in the midst, Lord Jesus. Even as teachers again, God, I thank you for these moments because I'm learning again how important prayer is. I thank you, Lord God, for every every refreshing thought. I'm realizing again how important it is to talk to you on a daily basis, how important it is to guide my thoughts and my emotions in the way that I feel and seek 
you, Lord God, back to you in the name of Jesus Christ. God, when we talk to you, Lord God, on a daily basis, the things that tried to invade in our space, that you that did not gain access through you, hallelujah, those things have to flee. They have to go because I've been with the Lord. Oh God, you caused that hard thing to become easy. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. You caused that hard thing to become easy, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Forgive us, Lord God, for putting things before you, Lord God. Forgive us, Lord God, for when we put others before you and people, places, and things before you that you did not approve us, Lord, of, of Father God. Forgive us, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus, for every sin, knowingly and unknowingly, in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, God, we need you, Lord God. We need your pain, Lord God. We need to hear from you. We need to know from you, O oh Lord, even right now in this hour as we learn about the laying on of the hands and the importance of it in prayer and the creative portions of us, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus Christ. Cover me, Lord God, in the blood of Jesus. Cover my family in the blood of Jesus Christ right now. I plead the blood of Jesus against misunderstandings and accidents and freak accidents and all types of weapons of the enemy. God, you said no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. And every time that shall rise up against us in judgment, thou shalt condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness, righteousness is of me, says the Lord. Maybe there's someone that's fighting for their sanity, Lord God. And God, I pray right now that you would hear their hearts, Lord God. Oh God, I pray that you would touch them right now, Lord God. Let their emotions not slip in the name of Jesus Christ. Let them not put so much expectancy on their family member or their neighbor in the name of Jesus Christ. Right, Even right now, oh God, I pray and ask God that you would cover us, Lord Jesus, in the secret place of the Most High God. In the name of Jesus Christ. God, we thank you, Lord God. Oh, Jesus, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you continue to do. We don't take it for granted, Lord Jesus, that you are our God, that you are here with us, that you are bigger. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. God, you are mighty, Lord God. God, I thank you. Hallelujah, Jesus, for turning the tables in our favor, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Refresh us, Lord God. Touch our aunts and our uncles and our cousins. <sighs> Jesus, the things that they're dealing with that we might not even be aware of, Lord God. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Bring peace to their souls and their minds and their spirits right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You're worthy, Jesus. Thank you, Father. You're worthy, God. You're worthy. 
Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. You're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy, Jesus. Hallelujah, we thank you. Hallelujah, Jesus. When was the last time you just gave God a thank you? I know we got to go. I know we got to talk about this, but just lift up your voice to God and just say thank you. Lift up your hands if you can and just say thank you. Thank Him. Praise Him. Let Him know how important He is to you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah, Jesus. Don't worry about Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. The cares of life. God has everything in His hand. Hallelujah, Jesus. He knows how to bring the best breakthrough that you need in this hour. Oh, God, it is Sunday. He just needs our faith to be in line with what He's already promised us. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. He's so worthy. He's so worthy. He's so worthy. He is the mighty God. Jesus' name that breaks that breaks mighty chains. He is the mighty God that brings mighty deliverance. You are the mighty God that brings mighty breakthrough. Hallelujah. Even right now, Jesus' name, Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. We're going to speak about prayer creativity with the laying on of hands. The laying on of hands. I know many of us might be wondering, why does a preacher need to <clears throat> lay their hands on our head? What is the importance of them when they lay their hands on our head, on our back, or on our shoulder, when in prayer, in, in that point of contact, and some might look at different programs on TV through televangelists and say they don't take all of that. Well, it's according to your faith, and it is biblical. <laughs> it is scriptural. There's multiple scriptures, and I found about 24 online um, on this particular uh, uh, website. Um, I think it's called Online Bible Tools, something like that. I gotta look at it again. But it, it's it's um, it's called BibleKnowingJesus.com, and it, it has it, it has extracted at least 24 scriptures um, from the Word of the Lord that speaks about laying on of hands and um, there's a few that stand out to me that we've probably used in modern day speech and, and, and uh, just word, way of word of mouth like um, you know you're not supposed to lay hands suddenly 
and stuff like that. You know, it's it's scriptural. But today I want to extract some of those scriptures um, today. But the main verse that I want to focus on today right now is Acts 8 and 17. And it says, Then they began laying their hands on them, and they were receiving the Holy Spirit. The laying on of hands is a divine impartation. It's, it's, it's a divine impartation for those that are about to be called to a mighty work to, across the world. It, it, the Bible speaks about it in Acts 1 and 8. Uh, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, and you shall go throughout Judea, Samaria, and Jerusalem, and throughout all of the four corners of the world. So when someone um, is, you know, has been living a consecrated life, it's an open manifestation of an agreement amongst the audience or crowd that is present for a chosen vessel or a chosen, um, someone that's been chosen for a special assignment, um, mainly for those that are part, and, uh, and that should be many of us, almost all of us that are part of the fivefold ministry. Um, when you come into the knowledge of who God is, and when you come to Him, believe it or not, you become a part of the fivefold ministry gifts. You actually your fivefold ministry, your fivefold ministry gifts are already in you, but it's activated at a at a more higher level, or um, it becomes a little, uh, it becomes active because you are dead in 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 sin. But when you come to him, now your gifts have been reassigned to the mind of Christ. Your gifts have already been there, but they were through your natural senses. Your gifts were there, but they were they were only realized through certain happenings through your natural senses. Um, a lot of times when we deal with psychics and palm readings and all of that type of stuff, they're doing it with their gifts, but it's through their natural senses, their natural senses um, of prophecy and everything like that. That's why the Bible says that gifts and callings, gifts, highlight that, and callings come without repentance. That means that when you have a gift and calling, you can use it, but it's at your own discrepancy of judgment. Does that make sense? Basically, God, you know, we always say only God can judge. And God will judge you based upon how you use your gifts. So <clears throat> when you when you use these gifts, they, they come without a lot of um, condemnation. They come without a lot of sorrow if you use it right. But at the same time, you're going, God's going to judge you based upon how you used it and if you, you if you sought him first. A lot of people um, that say that they're Christian believers, they might not even know how to use their gifts the right way, and they're going off a whim. Or they might have saw somebody else use their gifts a certain way, and now they feel like they can use them a certain way. But so anyway... The laying on of hands is supposed to, for one, be an open manifestation to a set group of people to approve 
the chosen person, whoever they are, um, of knowing how to use their gifts and, and, and being rightly charged by the Holy Spirit for the gift. The Holy Spirit chooses who they will send on this assignment with their gift and work. Not for us to have to just be delivered and set free and to just sit. <clears throat> we always say that CRL, excuse me. You're called from something to something. So God has called many of us from a life of sin, and now He's calling us to assignments. <clears throat> And with these assignments will come opposition because now Satan is upset. As a matter of fact, many pastors have a target on their back if they have power behind their title. Holy Ghost power behind their title. They're in the crosshands of the enemy's sight, the devil's sight a lot of times because the enemy knows the type of power that can be excreted from them when they know how to use their gift. And wield it well. Stop saying that you want to be like T.D. Jakes. Stop saying that you want to be like your favorite preacher. Because the reality is, you don't know the type of fight that they have to go through on a daily basis just to keep themselves together. I'm slow walking this for a reason. Because I want to make sure it's, I, I handle what God what, what God is saying in this hour very, very, uh, very well. But you got to know that what, whatever you see on TV, in your eyes, you might say it doesn't take all that, but you don't know what it takes to stand in front of a group of people and say, Jesus is Lord, when the whole world, or most of the world, or even half, is saying that he's not. <clears throat> Excuse me for a second. <coughs> you don't know what it's like until you're in that spotlight. And a lot of times, people can't even handle that spotlight. You'll have a panic attack. Some of us have panic attacks with 50 people in a room. So before you say, oh, wow, I'm going to be like this one, be like that one, be like who God called you to be. And it takes the Holy Spirit to stand. I can't begin to tell you how nerve-wracking it is to stand in front of a potential 7,000 people and just pray. My, my, the church I attend uh, on a regular basis um, has about on a 10 to 7,000 people. Not saying they all go at the same time, but I've been in services where I've been called on to pray. And just to pray, it can be nerve-wracking. And, you know, I could feel when God takes over because at a moment, that nervousness goes away. But what a lot of people don't realize is that before I stood up there in the midst of those people, Holy Spirit already confirmed through my pastor plenty of times through the laying on of hands, my gifts, a prayer. So I'm just using that as an example. But when you're called to something, you've been delivered from something. And it really, 
really helps to have that extra bit of oomph behind what you're called, called for and what you're called to. It really helps to have that extra commendation. You know, like um, when, uh, when I'll say when Nehemiah was going from town to town for different materials to build, rebuild the wall for his town. That was a type of laying on of hands. It was it was basically a, a approval. I believe God had already laid hands on him in the spirit because He had given him this burden. He had given him so that was God's approval through the burden of, that He has given him to to go and do this thing. And wherever he went, when he went to different kings and different. Uh, material handlers that had you know the logs and the wood and everything like that they approved him for the work so here we see in Acts 8 and 17 the Bible says that then they began laying their hands on them and they and they received the Holy Spirit they being whoever they uh, laid hands on in this particular text because they were saying, okay, you're about to go out. You need the power of the Holy Spirit to go out and do this work. You're going to need the power from the Lord to do this work. So when you go out and Satan tries to attack you, he, you can rebuke him with the power of the Lord. You can rebuke him with the power of the Lord. In Acts chapter... 14, we're going to read a little bit. It says, When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter. They first received the word of God by faith. And then they sent Peter and John to them. On their arrival, they prayed for them to receive the Holy Spirit. Next, after their belief, they received the Holy Spirit. They received the Holy Spirit. They received the power or the pre-incarnation of the Holy Spirit. They receive everything that Holy Spirit has embodied. They receive the fruits of the Spirit. They receive the seven counsels or the seven manifold characteristics of the Holy Spirit. They receive power. They receive anointing. They receive the endowment of Holy Spirit. They receive the authorization of heaven to use Dunamis power in the earth, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll kind of give a visual because this is prayer creativity. So imagine having a cloud, not a dark cloud, just a cloud, follow you wherever you go, and then when you say Jesus, lightning strikes whoever is around you that need that's your enemy. That's the type of power that they had in a nutshell. In a nutshell, Holy Spirit did what he had to do. And I'm, and I'm using lightning striking as a metaphor or a figure of speech, not more, more of a metaphor, just to, just to kind of paint this picture. It's like when lightning strikes. But you know where lightning is going to strike. Because you have, because God has anointed you to, to strike that lightning. 
that's the type of power that we have. We have when you hold, when you have Holy Spirit. That's that's why you got to know who you are. So when you pray, you talk to God. Life is going to strike. What I mean by that is power just showed up on the on the, on the scene. Holy Spirit, God's assignment is going to uh, manifest. You know, uh, my pastor spoke about this week. What about manifestation? Or what about you manifesting? And so when you come to do the Lord's work and you are doing it in God's power, you're allowing God's power to manifest when you are doing it by the power of the Holy Spirit. You're allowing God to manifest through you. You're allowing his anointing to manifest through you. This is the this is important to really know. This is what the laying on of hands is really for. It's for you to have power to rebuke Satan, to put him back in his place, to take over a community and release the anointing in that community uh, at, at a level where you could be standing at one place and three blocks down they feel God's power. I felt that. You could be standing in one, in one vicinity. Like right now, I'm in York Road or near York Road. And if I was to say, Jesus, the power of God can be felt if my spirit is right and someone is discerning. And if I'm living right and if, if I believe it, they can feel the power of God. They should be able to feel the power of God halfway through the city. They should be able to feel the power of God halfway through all the way down to Cold Spring Lane. I know it sounds unreal, but this is how powerful Holy Spirit can be if you allow Him to. If I was to cry out, Jesus, I believe that a lot of people in this community can feel God's power through me. I know what to be so. I've seen it. God has led me through different communities where I have proclaimed the gospel and where God has used me mightily to pray for folk that did not, especially on Gay Street. Years ago, I remember reminded of uh, of one of my friends where we just kind of went through Gay Street um, uh, in, in, uh, in North Avenue proclaiming the word of God and we called it Church Without Walls. As a matter of fact, it was led by um, an elder that's not here anymore. Her name is uh, uh, Johnny Elder Johnny Wheeler, and she gathered a group of us, and she said, "We we need to we need to be a church without walls. We're going to take our city back on Sundays. We're going to go down there in Gay Street. And if you know anything about near Gay Street North Avenue, there's a lot of people that that use down there. And she said, "We just we're going to pass out food and everything like that, and whoever, and we're going to sing. He, uh, we." You know, um, there was a, a young man down there that sang uh, a song through a microphone, and people were touched, healed, and delivered. This one young man, I will never forget this. He was there, and he didn't know what was going on. We prayed for him. I think his name was John. We prayed for him, and he said, "Why is this?" He, he got scared. He got. A, he, he never felt a power like that before. We prayed and we laid hands on him, and he never felt that type of power before he he felt he said that he felt like someone was pouring water on him but he didn't see no water the bible speaks about the cleansing power of the holy spirit so holy spirit was cleansing him first and then 
he didn't. And then the thing about it was we were standing at first. And then we're, all of a sudden we're holding on to him where he's about to fall. He didn't pass out, but the but his his carnal man could not take the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8 speaks about how the carnal man can't comprehend the things of God. And so here here are here is God taking over in the street without us really knowing what God's going to do. We just showed up with our feet and hands. <laughs> we just showed up with power. And and God did a did a thing in the community. There was a fight that broke out through uh two two um drunk women in broad daylight, mind you. So it's a it's a regular day in Baltimore. If you know if you if you know anything about Baltimore. It was a regular day in Baltimore on Sun on Sunday and one of the one of the ladies she was drunk and high, um and she was up it, it was a really, really it was a really stupid argument. Um but the fact of the matter was she ended up being sobered up and then Elder Elder Wheeler she's so powerful. She ended up counseling the young lady right there and prayed for her, um, right on the spot. The power of the Holy Spirit at work. Through the laying on of hand. That's what it's supposed to be for. It's not for you to go up to pastor every single Sunday. Not saying you shouldn't. And just let him lay hands on you, just go home. If he's laying hands on you, you realize that there's something that's trying to hinder your power. There's something that's trying to hinder you. And you need a you need what I call a spiritual hot shot. You need something. You need and you need someone to come into agreement at a higher level. To, to give you that extra boost. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm getting excited. I love it. I love it. I love it. When we come together, that boost can happen in agreement without you touching all over the place. For real, for real. If, if, if your faith is right. If your faith is right. I didn't mean to take so long with this, but I believe this is really important to know. Where am I? And I'm going to read down to where it says, When Simon saw that the Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money. Give me this power as well. He was trying to buy the power. And he said, So that everyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter replied, May your silver perish with you. May your silver perish with you because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. He was Peter was so offended and very shocked. Peter was saying, this power is not for sale. You know, you got to know, you have to know that God is not for sale. You know, I've, I've witnessed when people would charge money and give checks for prophecy and all that, that that type of stuff. You better be careful with that. That's borderline witchcraft. And I'm saying it because that's what, that's what witches do. That's what psychics do. They charge you for money so that you can... And I'm not saying that the gift ain't working, but I'm saying God's gonna God's gonna judge people for this stuff. You have to know that this is nothing to play with. There were people that dropped dead because they played with with God, but in his ignorance, he didn't know. And 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 Peter had to rebuke him. 
He didn't know. He said, you have no part of sharing our ministry because your heart is not right before God. Repent, therefore, of your wickedness and pray to the Lord. Perhaps he will forgive you of your intent, of the intent of your heart. See, he was realizing that, you know, the Lord, perhaps the Lord will forgive because he was realizing that maybe he, you know, Peter was saying, maybe he said it out of ignorance. So perhaps, but God, he was saying, I don't know your heart's intent. But God knows. God knows your heart's intent. So if you were truly sorrowful for this particular um, uh, uh, a violation, spiritual violation, he was saying, God will forgive you of it. God will forgive you of it. I didn't mean to take so long with this, but I pray that I'm saying something to bring understanding to someone's heart about how important it is to realize that this, these gifts that you have and how important prayer is. Prayer is the key, and it's a key, and it's a bridge from here to heaven. You can pray, and angels will be dispatched to your side. You can pray. And God can send an angel. This, I almost, I pray almost every day. I'm praying sometimes that God would release an angel on my behalf where I can't, for the things that I can't control, for the things that I cannot change, if it is his will, that God will help me to fight this battle that seems so hard. If there's something that I need to be influenced, influenced, from heaven, I, I, I even, I, as crazy as, as it sounds, I pray even for heaven's influence. If there is such a thing, I ask for God to to send an angel to, like like in the Old Testament, to help guide my hand in wisdom from a heaven from heaven's standpoint, because it seems like sometimes the enemy will try to influence you to to act irrationally sometimes and when I can discern that I'm asking God to send an angel. It's kind of like you know, it might sound silly but it's real. Uh, when you look at Looney Tunes and then there's that, that 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 devil on the one side and then you have the angel on the next. I need sometimes heaven's angels to guard my ears and guard my heart and my spirit from what I do not know, I ask it almost every day because of the challenges that this world brings. And we're still on point because this is a part of God laying hands on us. You know, the Bible says that when David, when David was anointed to be the next king, that God's hand was upon him from that very day. So here we see that you can be anointed through someone that's prophetic or whatever the case may be. And the Bible says that the hand of the Lord was upon them from that very day. <clears throat> and then in verse 24 it says, And Simon Peter answered, Praise the Lord for me, so that nothing hath you, you have said may happen to me. And so we see that God does not play about this thing. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. In um, 1 Timothy 5 and 22, it says, Do not lay hands upon anyone too hastily. Basically, and I'll, I'll keep reading before I, before, but 